Hi, everyone. Welcome to Rock Bottom Syndicate. I'm your host, Joyce Strong. Rock Bottom Syndicate is about people who have a story to tell to inspire others to consistently, persistently pursue their potential. Rock Bottom is an opportunity to learn, change course, tell your story to help others and help yourself. Enjoy our show. I'm honored today to have as my guest Mike Moosebrugger, who is a former D1 college and professional football player, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, and podcaster, whose goal is to help others embrace their pain and live their best life. Hey, Joyce, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, I'm so excited to get to know you better. I like to tell a little bit of a how I got how I um, got an opportunity to interview and interview you and meet you, and it was through our mutual friend David Meltzer. Yep. Um, so I want to do a shout out to David and thank him for um, for helping me to to learn more about you and wanting so much to uh, to learn from you. So he's the best. I, I I appreciate him as much. He's he's a mentor, a friend, a buddy. Uh, he's my priest, my rabbi, my, my <laughs> significant other. Some days, so no, he's he's the best. And stand up comedian. Don't forget that. He he for sure is. He for sure. Is. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I was so impressed when I when I um, heard your interview with him and um, just the way that life happens. You know, I know you and I have chatted before about how life just happens and and we're born. You know, it's it's what do you do with how do you how do you learn from those circumstances around you? Sure. Um, so I didn't know if you had something you wanted to share with us about that. I, absolutely, and it's 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 a pleasure, really, Joyce. I I, I think for me, look, we all. You said it wonderfully, right? We're born. Everyone has something. It just—it doesn't matter what that something is. We all have trials. We all have tribulations. Things are just going to happen to us. And regardless of the fact that we're, you know, all in this lovely world, hurtling through this crazy rock and space together, right? We all have our own individual worlds. So just because something is a big deal to me doesn't necessarily mean it's a big deal to somebody else. But that also doesn't mean that it's any less important, any less traumatic, any less of those things. So I never, you know, I, I find a lot of times folks get into sort of almost like a competition with how bad they've had it. And yeah. it, it just, everybody has it bad. We, we never know. And we never know what's going on with someone else. So, you know, from my, my personal experience, um, you know, I was, I was fortunate, kind of the all-American kid growing up. Uh, I was okay at football. So I was, I was blessed to get a scholarship and play in college and play a little bit professionally thereafter. Um, and during my senior year at university, uh, I had a wonderful family. Parents came to every game. My brother came to every game. And I lost them to a uh, drug-related accident, uh, both my parents and my brother at the same time, halfway through my senior season. So here I am, a 21-year-old kid, right, dreaming of playing in the NFL, getting ready to graduate from Wake Forest University. And the three most important people in my life were just taken from me with no rhyme, no reason. Uh, now, almost 20 years later, I, I still rack my brain to try to make sense of it. And I know that I never will, uh, but that's my own, my own demons. But, you know, it's people get shocked, I think, Joyce, because I say it's the worst thing that ever happened to me, but it's also the best thing that ever happened to me. And, and what I mean by that is, is this. So as I went through this, I made the huge mistake initially of thinking, okay, 
I'm the last male of my family. I have two sisters. I'm the big, tough football player. I can handle this. I don't need any help. I don't need anyone for everything. I've got this. So I pushed all my pain, all my sadness, all that stuff down. And I didn't address it. I just thought, let me be stoic. Let me be that strong, silent type, right? I'm a football player. That's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And that ultimately led to lots of depression, lots of self-doubt, lots of self-worth issues. Um, You know, my football career ended on an injury that led me to take some painkillers and then take a little more painkillers and that led to injectable painkillers. And before I knew it, I was a full-blown addict hiding it from everybody in my life. And um, it got to a point where I just got, I just couldn't take that pain anymore, Joyce. So I wrote a note, took a gun, squeezed the trigger and said, that's it. It's time for me to go. Well, obviously that didn't work out because I'm still sitting here Uh, in some cosmic universe, God looking down on me, someone blessing me. The magazine of the weapon was not in when I pulled the trigger, Mm -hmm. slipped out. I subconsciously hit the release button, but for whatever reason, Joyce, it fell out and I was still here. I sat there till the following morning and uh, I cried for the first time, like a baby, cried my eyes out, dumped everything down the toilet. And I proceeded to detox myself in private on my bathroom floor. And uh, (laughs) I tell everyone, I I found myself on my bathroom floor, right? Going through that, going through that pain and and letting it out. And I, I learned a tremendous amount by that. And I've, I sort of hid it about myself for years because I was embarrassed about it. I thought um, it made me weak. I thought, you know, that's, this isn't what people would expect. And, and I was just, I was ashamed of myself. And through Dave, he gave me the courage to kind of start talking about this, this, this incident that happened to me and gave me a large platform to reach other people. And that's really where I found meaning in all of this. I don't necessarily think that anybody has to go through tragedies like I have in order to find some really applicable life tools that they can take out of what I went through. And for me, it, it, it provides meaning to what happened to my family. And, and for those other folks out there that are, that are struggling with or dealing with something, um, there's a reason. I'm sorry I can't tell you what it is, but there is a reason that it's happening to you. I hate that it's happening to you. But one thing that I learned categorically, and I believe this is a universal truth, Joyce, regardless of what your pain is, mm-hmm. you can't do what I did, which is push it down, ignore it, and act like it's not there. It, it will, you of all people will understand this analogy. It's like a cancer. It will mutate, right? It will come back. It will, it will invade other avenues of your life that it has no business being a part of. So we are not set up as humans to embrace pain. We run away from it. It's like, it's completely counterintuitive, right? Mm-hmm. If something hurts, we stop doing that. In this case, I can tell you every failure I've ever had in my lifetime is the culmination of the only reason I'm successful at anything, mm. right? It's, it's falling on my face, learning, using the tools that I've learned from David, some of the things that I've learned from my own life. And that failure is what led me to embracing your pain. And what I mean by that is whatever your pain is, maybe it's a situation like mine, maybe it's you're being bullied at school, maybe whatever it is, don't run from that. Embrace it. Pull it in tight, right? Mm-hmm. It becomes like an armor for you then. And then things can't hurt you, right? You can process it. You can deal with it in a healthy way. 
while you're embracing your pain, there's one big component that it took me a long time to figure out and, and, and I regret it. And I hope that folks listening to this will do the opposite, which is while you're embracing your pain, don't be dumb like I was and think you can do it on your own. Mm-hmm. Ask for help. Mm-hmm. Ask for help. It's humbling. Um, but I assure you, by and large, the people that you think likely will judge you or they'll have a negative opinion for you, they will be the most empathetic, kind people you've ever dealt with. So if you get to a point where you're stuck and you don't know what to do, I'm, I beg you, just ask for help. And if you can't, find me on LinkedIn. Ask me for help. I'm happy to talk with you and, and we can chop it up. But truly, I, I do believe we have to embrace that pain, Joy, and we have to ask for help. And if you do that, Every single thing that is hard in this lifetime, on the other side, it's better. So if you're a religious person, for instance, mm-hmm. we go through life is hard in order to get to heaven. Well, life's hard because heaven's better, right? So yeah. whatever we're going through, right, our workouts, Joyce, they're really hard. But on the other side, there's abs and there's fit and there's a healthy lifestyle, right? So it's right. a good thing. Yeah. So whatever it is, these challenges that universe, God, life throws at us, um, we just have to embrace them. We have to realize it's trying to teach us something. We have to open our heart and treat others with kindness, love, and empathy and ask for help. And I assure you, you will get through it. You're going to be okay for your listeners. There is absolutely nothing unique or special about me. Every single one of you, if you are struggling, can do exactly what I did. Because if you would have asked me October 29th of 2001, would I ever get through what happened to me? Joyce, I I absolutely would have said no way. Mm -hmm. No way. You're all wonderful and amazing. We don't know what we're capable of until we're forced to be capable of. I I see that. I think we've talked about this before where I I call it rock bottom uh, syndicate. Um, The group of us that have been through some tough times and realized, hey, wait a minute, there's a message in this bottle. Absolutely. (laughs) And we, we open up the pain, we open up that message, that thing we were so afraid of, and follow it. And and when it, it really for me, when I when I when I started to really talk about this, um, and, and really just let people know just how far I personally had fallen and how embarrassed I was and ashamed I was of my own behavior because I thought I was stronger than that. That that's just my brain trying to mess with me, right, Joyce? It it has nothing to do with strength. Um, even when that incident happened, I had no lack of love for life. I love life. It's fantastic. It was just that I was in so much pain. I just couldn't take it anymore. I just wanted it to stop. I didn't want life to stop. I wanted my pain to stop. And I think for so many people who have this pain and they, they, they end up doing something foolish like I was going to try to do, it's just a, it's a knee-jerk, short-term just mistake right in that instance. It's not that they don't want life. It's that their pain is greater in that moment than their desire for life. It's that's what I learned not- from um, from Dr. Goulston. I talked to you about Mark Goulston. Yeah, yeah, and that's the message he said. Is that and and he interviewed Kevin Hines and the um, the um, Stay Alive video. Yeah, yeah, and that's what he says. It's just that to make that pain stop. And I know I think people go to the extreme, but do even you know, slow suicide, you know, slow things to stop they, the pain. They do. It's, it, it's, it's a really slippery slope. Um, yeah. and, and, and I think it ultimately, it all comes back to just pain. And I can tell you 
um, having, having tried just about everything, having tried working out excessively, having tried opiates excessively. I mean, you name it, I've tried it to get out of pain. Yeah. The only way you get out of pain is twofold. One, you embrace it, you accept it. And two, you ask for help. Because by asking for help, other people help carry that load. There's nothing worse than being in pain and feeling alone. Yeah. Nothing worse. So I implore anybody, the biggest lesson that I learned out of that is don't come from a place of ego like I did when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Ask for help. You'll be shocked at how many people will, will help you. Yeah. Well, I certainly was when, um, and that's what attracted me to Dave. Um, he kept saying that over and over again, ask for help, ask for help. And yep. I was like, that's my problem. I, I, I have trouble asking for help. And I'm so surprised how much is available out there. Just, and, right. and I love giving help when people ask me for help. Sure. And, and I, I will admit, um, you know, there's, there's a component to this and, and folks get shocked sometimes when I say this, but even me providing, you know, having the, the opportunity to come on here and speak to your audience, speak to Dave's audience, it's such a pleasure, but it's actually a really selfish thing that I'm doing. People shake their head and they're like, wait a minute, why is it selfish? It's selfish because I, I, I hope people find value in this. I, I hope I'm, I'm giving them some nugget of wisdom that helps them in their daily lives, whatever it is. Um, but I say that it's selfish because what I get back from telling the story and seeing other people, it has an impact on them. It helps them to overcome something or it sets them on a positive path. I mean, that it's just the best feeling ever. And it brings yeah. such meaning to such a dark, dark time of my life that I was trying to forget that now because of Dave's listeners, your listeners, people like you, I really, truly am able to embrace my pain because now it doesn't hurt anymore. It feels good because yeah. I can help people through this. Right? So when you say embrace the pain, and I know that's a, it's a powerful uh, phrase. Can you, well, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Like what exactly are you doing when you're embracing the pain? Like, can you describe that? Sure. So, so for me, and, and, and this is a challenge. This was a challenge for me. So this will be a challenge for people. Um, but again, through my experiences, I, I categorically believe this works. And when I say embracing the pain, the first step to embrace your pain is brutal, but loving, but brutal self-honesty. You've got to be honest with yourself about what you're going through, what you're feeling is what you're feeling real or is it right? Is it your brain messing with you? Right. And the embracing of the pain is step one is being brutally, brutally honest with yourself, looking in the mirror and saying, okay, Mike, this is not the way you were taught to live your life. Joyce, this is not the way you're better than this. You know, you're better than this. You're down right now, but you're not always going to be. Yeah. That's step one. Step two, and that's a hard process. Mm-hmm. Step two is asking for help because invariably, just like I did, the brutal, loving, honest truth it's a challenge. We're never going to be loving enough to each other and we're never going to be brutal enough with our truths to ourselves. So that's why I say ask for help because those close to you, if they do love you, they'll be honest with you in a loving way, right? So it's, it's not a negative. Um, but that's what I mean by embracing the pain. You can't, you know, I used to be the guy where people, how are you doing? I'm fine. And that was it. It's just, I'm fine. Good day. I'm good. Bad day. I'm good. But I wasn't. That was that was ego. I didn't want anyone to know that. Yeah, I'm I'm barely holding it together right now. Like I I just saw something that made me think of my family, and I'm fighting back tears right now. I didn't want them to know that, and that's just my ego talking. 
nothing more. So that embracing of the pain is that true self-loving where you look past the ego, you look past your brain, look at what you really are. And what you really are is a wonderful human being who's full of talent, full of potential. Don't let one instant ruin your entire life. Don't allow that. Do you forgive yourself for things that? Oh boy. I will be, again, I have to practice what I preach. So being brutally honest, uh, I partially forgive myself. Um, That is an everyday struggle for me. Uh, The reality of it, just there's nothing I could have done. I mean, I was away at college when this happened. There's absolutely nothing I could have interceded to do to change the outcome of this. But I still have some ego. And the egotistical part of me thinks, well, maybe, just maybe, if I had known, I could have stopped this. Yeah. I've come a long way uh, <laughs> on that front in terms of, of personal forgiveness. That, after you get through embracing the pain, after you've started to ask for help, mm-hmm. that's when you really begin to, to forgive yourself. And frankly, uh, even though this happened when I was 21 and I'm now 40, it's only been in about the past year that I've begun to uh, start asking for help. So that's that's it's still a still a journey for me it's it's taken me that long to really forgive myself on on multiple fronts forgive myself for um the falsehood of thinking i allowed that to happen mm-hmm. uh forgive myself for being ashamed of myself for for not being able to take it and and doing something that would have caused a great deal of harm to other people that i love and care about by being selfish and taking my own life so um there's a lot of forgiveness that 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 i'm doing so uh, and part of it is talking to folks like you. This this helps me forgive myself because I can I can share the story. I can be honest with people and say, I was dumb. Don't be like me. Learn from it, right? You know, there's, there's well, tools. I'm glad to hear you say that. It's it's hard because you know at my age too. It's it's. I just think it's going to be a lifelong process for me to look back and just you know actually thank myself, that younger self, for doing the best I could with what I had and what I knew. And it got me here, <laughs> it got me Absolutely. this far. Yeah. David, I don't know if you've heard of Dave use this term. I love it, um, which is uh, be kind to your future self. Yes. We have to, all of us, right? We yeah. have to stop beating ourselves up over just categorical nonsense, right? It's, it's just nonsense. Like, again, I, I state this all the time. The, the, the negative aspects, the, the self-worth issues that, that, you know, I work through, um, those aren't mine. And yours aren't yours and everyone else's are not theirs. They were put there by someone else. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Our brain latches onto it. And then we all get stuck thinking circularly about our circular thinking, right? About those <laughs> negatives. You know what? No one ever gets stuck doing, Joyce. They never get stuck thinking circularly about their circular thinking about positive things, right? Yeah. Because all the negative stuff that's rolling around our head, it's equally as possible that all these wonderful, amazing things are going to happen, right? Yeah. So to David's point, you just don't let that negative stuff in your head, right? Everything you need is out there. You just have to embrace it and get out of your own way. Yeah. Right? yeah. So that the, 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 it is a lifelong process. You, you, you hit the nail right on the head because for all of us, if we're not learning and we're not growing, what's the point? Yeah. We're dying then, aren't we? So That's all the fun of it. You playing the game, right? Being in the game and playing the game is the fun of it. It's experience. It's, it's interacting. Um, it's connecting and really connecting, not, not connecting on Instagram or Facebook, like actually really connecting and, and having conversations with folks like yourself, your listeners and, and people like that. 
that's that to me is is the good part of life. That's that's real connection. That's soulful connection, right? Money is not our currency. It just is in this material world, right? Our our love, our kindness, our empathy. That's that's the currency that really matters. Well, I'll tell you, it's uh, it, we're doing this by Zoom because you're in Philly and I'm in Groton. But um, if I was there, I'd give you a big hug right now. So. <laughs> I appreciate it. I would take it too. It would take <laughs> the entire outcome of my day. That's that's another little trick um, I use if I'm having one of those days where I'm just I'm not being kind to myself or I'm just being negative. I don't know. I, I I'm not. I don't have my 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 usual sort of go go attitude. One of the things I try to do to change my day around very quickly is. I try to do something for a stranger and it doesn't have to be a huge act of kindness, but it, it could be something as you hold the door longer for someone than you typically would, yeah. or you help someone with their grocery bag, or you, you know, you put someone's grocery cart away, pick up a piece of trash. It's such a small thing, but for those that are struggling and they're not sure, you know, maybe they get stuck like I do. Right. And they're not sure how to get out of that negative circular thinking, do something kind for a stranger. I assure you the trajectory of your day will change like that. Wow, that's a great tip. We, Mike, we have about um, eight minutes or so left for the show, and I wanted to make sure I got into uh, something you and I were talking about offline on, on nutrition. You know I work with people around nutrition Absolutely. and um, concussion, helping people support healing after concussion. Mm -hmm. And then I learned this whole other side of you that you're brilliant about this stuff, having also <laughs> suffered from concussions. Um, and, and also, um, you mentioned that you had something in the works. So I wanted to ask you. Sure. So from the concussion standpoint, I mean, like, like most football players who played at a high level, I mean, I was an offensive lineman. I've had way too many to count. Um, in, in college, uh, was really, I graduated in 2001. So that's really when they began to understand and had really kind of discovered what post-concussion syndrome and CTE was. Mm -hmm. um, Obviously, they can't tell you categorically you have that until you're deceased. Um, but, I, you know, I've gone to Rothman Institute. I've done the test and all those things. Um, you know, I have all the clinical signs of, of post-concussion syndrome. I'm fortunate compared to many. Um, mine manifests in I don't sleep very well and uh, I get forgetful. But it, it doesn't manifest in impulse control or, or violence or anything else along those lines. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah. But for myself, I can tell you, that there's some things that I've done that have that have helped me, and and I think first is we have to be we have to look at nutrition, right? Um, food can be the cure. Uh, big medicine is wonderful and it's appropriate in its time and place. Is it the absolute answer? No, and and neither is alternative medicine, right? It's it's a combination of the two. But first and foremost, um, our real brain, and you know this, Joyce, our real brain is our gut, right? Yeah. So I challenge everybody. Let's get our, our, our gut flora, our probiotics, our stomach acids, let's get them squirt away. Let's get, let's get you healthy in your stomach first before we even worry about getting healthy in your mind, right? The, the fallacy is people think our, our stomach follows our brain. Mm -hmm. It's the other way around, right? So, so for me, um, taking a, a holistic approach to my brain has helped me. So what do I do? I keep my, my fish oils really high, right? That fat soluble for, for brain neuroplasticity. Yeah. High DHA? High DHA, always. Yeah. At least 2,000 milligrams a day. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing that has been really pronounced for me is making sure that you get the appropriate amount of macronutrients and essential aminos in first thing in the morning. So you alluded to this. I actually, with my partner, have a product that will be coming out 
in about 90 days or so that will address just this. So uh, I will I will shoot that off and, and let you know about it, of course. Uh, not that it's top secret, but it's, it's a little early at the moment, but it's I'm really excited about it. Um, it will be all organic. I can assure you, you don't need to be an athlete to take this. This is this is for overall holistic health, Joyce. Yeah. This is not for bodybuilders. This is not for football players. It's not just for you know uh, moms at home. This is for everybody: children, old, elderly. Because these these are the things. It sounds like that it's food. <laughs> very, it, it is. It's it's and it, it really what it is. It will allow us to get all of your macronutrients, all of your essentials in. First thing in the morning, you'll start your day off right. And having done this now myself for, geez, at least the past three years, I have absolutely noticed a difference in just my, everything about my life. Um, I'm sharper in the morning. My concussive symptoms are, are they gone? Absolutely not. But they certainly are much more manageable than they used to be. I'm not quite as forgetful. Um, I don't get sort of, at the end of the day, I don't have these uh, energy drops where I'm just exhausted. Um, I run at a pretty high rate every day and my, my mental acuity is sharp. So, and I've noticed on days I take them, days I get a little lazy and maybe I, I take it a little bit later in the morning, I notice a pronounced difference. So mm -hmm. for, for folks that are, are dealing with this sorts of things, the first thing is let's get your health right. Let's get your diet right. Mm -hmm. And you begin there Everything else actually is pretty easy afterwards. The big thing is is diet, right? Yeah. Get rid of those cravings. Get rid of those, get rid of the need for sugar and all that sort of stuff. And boy, I will tell you, your eyes get brighter, you you get sharper, you're you're more energetic, you're happier, your outlook on everything changes. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm always so impressed when I hear an athlete uh, speak this way because I know how important the, the games are, you know, playing in the games or the gym and all the physical part of it. But you're working so hard there. Why not do, you know, this is this is going to make all the difference. And then after injury, even, you know, once a person has had an injury, it's such a simple solution. And, and this is I would I would counsel everybody. Um, the old school days of coaching where, you know, suck it up, tape an aspirin to it and get back in there. Yeah. Um, you know, they're still out there, and, but they're really gone. And, and for young men, women um, or, or athletes who are professionals right now or even your, your weekend warrior, um, if you have a head injury, don't don't mess around with that. Right. If you have a knee injury, that kind of stuff, they're bad. But we can replace knees. We can replace shoulders. We can fix those things. But. We only get one brain and you're not, you're not fixing that. So brain health is, is, is paramount. You have to keep those things going. So, you know, kudos to the NFL, the NCAA and, and, and little league, they're doing a really great job and there's wonderful, wonderful people who are doing a ton of research on this. So I have no doubt that they will, they will begin to get this stuff figured out, but all of us have to take a responsibility for our own holistic health right now. And uh, there's, there's a bevy of information out there for, for everyone to do this. It seems daunting. I promise everybody, it's not that hard at all. It really isn't. Well, I'm really glad you and I are taking the lead on, on talking about the nutrition piece of it and letting people know that, you know, like there, a lot of it's very medical and imaging and all that stuff and protective equipment, um, but really having opportunities to talk to athletes about what they can do even pre-concussion to support their brain and make their um, them, their brains be more protected um, pre even pre-injury. 
Yeah, it, it, inflammation for all of us is our enemy, right? Yeah. Whether you're an athlete yeah. or not. Inflammation in the body, inflammation in the brain. That's yeah. that's what starts a lot of these a lot of these problems. So, number one, if we can get people, we can get their stomachs healthy. We can get their food intake right. You'd be surprised. Things, even for myself, um, changing the way I eat, changing my diet, things I thought were I might need surgery on or certain aches and pains, they're gone. So that that's tells me that's, that's a side effect of the types of food I was bringing in um, were causing inflammation. It was causing a systemic reaction within my body. So we just, we, we, we've got to be smart and we've got to, when we eat something, we have to figure out how it makes us feel. Mm-hmm. Because our, our gut, right, your brain isn't the one that has cravings. It's the bacteria in your gut that has cravings that says, Yes. Is it, is it willpower or is it those gut biomes that say, hey, go down to the store and get that box of chocolate eclairs, right? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. the gut biomes, right? So if you get those healthy, those cravings, those stress reactions that happen to all of us, myself included, they will go away very, very quickly. Yeah. Well, that, that's what I'm hearing from the top scientists I listen to. So it's, uh, it's really refreshing and great to hear you that and I'm excited about your new product. Coming. Oh, I appreciate it. So about 90 days or so, beginning of the new year, and uh, you'll you'll be one of the first to know. Of course, we'll get them up All into right. the. Well, let me know what I can do to help you uh, share that info. Absolutely, I appreciate it. So yeah, we have about a minute or so left, and I just wanted to um, see if there's anything else you wanted to share before we wrap up. You know, for for me, it's it's just again my 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 point message to everybody is embrace your pain. If you're going through something. Uh, it doesn't matter the perception of how big or how small. Uh, I can tell you this. You will get through it. It's going to be okay. You might not be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel right now. There is light. I promise you, if you're struggling, ask for help. Do not do what I did. Ask for help. If you do that, I promise everybody you're going to be okay. That's awesome. Mike, how do people find you? How do they reach out to you? I know I got you on LinkedIn. Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. Yeah, on on LinkedIn, I have a skewed social media for years, uh, but that is changing. So uh, my business partner is setting my page up as we speak, and and all those things. So I will link it to you at at Total Wellness Coaching. And if you would put it out for me, that would be great. So if anyone I can add value for any of your listeners, please just have them reach out. I'd be happy to do so. It'd be a privilege. You bet. Well, thanks so much for your time today. I really appreciate your coming on the Totally Well Show and Anytime. hanging out with me and let me uh, give you a virtual hug. Ah. Anytime, Joyce. I appreciate <laughs> you so much. Thank you for what you're doing. Yeah, you're welcome. Have a great day. Yeah, you too.